Blog Talk Radio. My show tonight, say what? When? Where? And the question I've asked my whole life, why? (laughs) And last week, um, my son and his wife were visiting from St. Louis. They were so happy to not be in the snow and the ice and to see flowers blooming and green trees and to be able to be outside in the warm sunshine. They usually visit me in the summertime because they, in the past, have always gone to Marco Island in Florida for the winter. But this February, uh, my son had a... um, Conference he had to go to in San Diego, so they just added on another week and uh, came up here to Orange County to see me. <clears throat> now, winter in Florida is very different than winter in California because Florida is a tropical climate with rain and humidity and warm warm nights. But California is a desert climate, and we have warm days with no humidity and cold nights. But in the winter, we have the migration of the gray whales from Alaska as they go down to the warm waters of the Baja in Mexico. And in January, February, and March, um, they're making this migration down and back. And because this was my son and his wife's first visit during the the winter time, then the number one thing on our list of things to do was to go whale watching. So we signed up to go out on a boat that is rated the number one boat to go out on in our area to see dolphins and whales. And we were on the second trip of three trips that day. The first one was 9 a.m., and then ours was scheduled for noon, and then there was another one at 3. So it's a three-hour tour. (laughs) So we were in line waiting while the first tour got off the boat. And they were all smiling, and we asked them, did you see a whale? And everybody said, yes, we saw two whales and hundreds of dolphins. And as these people were getting off the boat, I began to see a huge fog bank begin to manifest just off the shore. And I asked one of the few people getting off the boat, were you in the fog? And, And they said, fog? No, there wasn't any fog. But as I boarded the boat, the fog bank was now totally sitting right offshore, And I had this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach that we were going to be going out into that fog. And we did. And all we saw was fog. We could see about five feet around the boat, but we couldn't see the sun. We couldn't see the shore. 
And I knew we weren't going to see any whales. Now, what was so ununderstandable about this was here we are in the fog, but yet we could see everybody on the boat, and we could see about five feet all around the boat. But yet we're going about 25 miles an hour out into the ocean. So it just seemed like it was kind of like this little energy spot that we just stayed in, not in the fog, in the fog. (laughs) It was like a little bubble of light energy was just traveling across the ocean through the fog. You know, one time I had a wedding at the beach uh, several years ago in October, and here in California that season is changing, and we're still having, you know, warm days, but the nights are beginning to be cooler. And this wedding was at 5 o'clock, and just as the bride started to walk down the aisle, we experienced what I believe is called in science the dew point. And we went from being in the light to totally being fogged in in an instant. And in this fog, we could hardly see our hand in front of our faces. I think this sudden fog when the air uh, reaches a certain dew point is what causes, the, you know, those great big accidents on the freeways where hundreds of cars just suddenly start to crash into each other because they just suddenly can't see anything because of the fog. So at that wedding, the bride and groom and I got into a really tight huddle, and I had them say their vows, but none of the guests saw anything. They just heard them say their vows, and then afterwards, we all took hands, and step by step, we snaked our way back up the cliff to the sidewalk along the street where it wasn't foggy. So being in the fog on this boat was so different And I wish I knew what scientific principle we were experiencing because we could see everybody and everything on the boat and would have been about five feet all around the boat and then beyond that was total fog. And we were traveling across the ocean, never really entering the fog, but always having the fog all around us. Well, the first thing I had to do was get over being really, really mad because these people knew we were not going to see any whales, and they went out anyway, and they should have canceled the trip and given us all a refund ticket to go some other time. Of course, I'm a local person, and most of the people on the boat uh, were from somewhere else, and and the chance that they could even use the ticket to go out another time probably would have been very limited, but it was the integrity of it. You know what? A ride on the ocean in the fog is not a pleasant experience, not at all, at all, at all. It was cold and it was wet. You couldn't see anything out on the ocean. We could see each other and about five feet around the boat, and that was it. So it took me about the first 20 minutes to process my anger. (laughs) I closed my eyes and I settled myself up against on the inside seat on the boat to try to stay warm and not get wet. 
and I had I had taken a blanket which I wrapped around me, and I also wrapped it around a little girl who was sitting next to me in shorts and thongs who was freezing. She just nestled up against me and snuggled into the blanket. And I I felt a little better as I was at least helping her to be warm. And I just thought about the situation. I mean, this was a three-hour tour in the fog, (laughs) so I had some time. I decided the first thing I had to do was to release my anger. Okay, what can I do about this situation? Do I want to dive into the ocean and try to swim back to shore? No. The ocean's 60 degrees. (laughs) We're already at least five miles out from shore. Well, can I dissipate the fog? Now, I have had some experience dealing with fog at my weddings. Because after that other fog experience I had at that other wedding in more recent times, I've actually just told the fog to wait out on the ocean until we had finished the wedding, and it has. However, at this moment, dealing with an entire fog bank sitting offshore all along the coast of California (laughs) seemed a bit overwhelming to me. And I also wondered, if it had some sacred purpose that I could tap into. So I decided to accept the fog and begin to relax and just go with it. I said to myself, Marcianne, this isn't going to last forever. Just deep breathe. Just breathe in acceptance and breathe out anger. Breathe in acceptance. And breathe out anger. Breathe now. Breathe neutral. Breathe neutral. Breathe neutral. And then I added some EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which uses a system of tapping the acupuncture points of meridian systems to help release emotionally charged situations. So I just tapped along the points of the meridian systems, and I said, even though I am extremely unhappy about being in this fog, I still love and accept myself. Even though I wish I was not on this boat, in this fog, I still love and accept myself. And soon I felt that I was totally neutral about the fog. I was in it, but I just wasn't a part of it anymore. It was no longer ruling me and causing imbalance in my spiritual, mental, and emotional bodies. I was now neutral. Now, once we achieve neutrality about something, then the opportunity to tap into the sacred cause and gain insightful revelation is now possible. Now it is possible to observe everything and expand our understanding. So I began to look around at all the other people on the boat, and since there wasn't anything to see but the fog, people just began talking to each other and find out about each other, where they were from and everything. And the couple sitting across from me actually were from the St. Louis area, practically in an area next door 
to the city that my son and his wife lived in. So I called them over, and they were talking, and two other couples found out that they were both from northern Illinois, from towns close to each other. And you know what they were talking about? (laughs) Everyone was talking about how wonderful it was to be out of the snow and the ice (laughs) and to be in sunny, warm California. (laughs) They were all so happy that they had had a week or so of being out of the awful weather all around the uh, the country. And they're talking about this while we're, you know, in the ocean in the fog. And then I thought, well, <laughs> got about two hours left here now. I can, I'll just think about my sh- radio show and what I'm going to talk about this week. And there it was, in the fog. <laughs> That's the name of my radio show tonight. What I began to realize as I sat there in the boat where I could see everybody on the boat and about five feet beyond the boat was this, that this is kind of like where we all are in life right now. All we can see is what is right around us right now. And beyond that, everything is foggy. We just can't see what's ahead. No one can Everybody says, you know, we just, we don't know. Even the psychics, um, there's a lot of uh, programs on blog talk radio, you know, psychics. uh, And um, a lot of them are saying, you know, it's just we can't see out there. We can't see it head. So what that means is that it's now time to just deal with what's in our boat. (laughs) Who is in our boat? What are we doing together in the boat? Is what we are doing making us happy? Or do we feel like we just can't get out? The ocean's too cold and we're too far from shore to drive in and dive in and try to make it to shore. And what will happen if I do make a change? I can't see anything. It's all foggy. And if there is anything that will stop us and and frees us up so we can't do anything. It's not knowing what is going to happen if we do. So, you know what? Many of us just stay in the boat because, <laughs> you know, we're familiar with everybody in the boat. We don't have to make any changes or learn anything new, so we just sit there and ride. But will we see any whales? Will we real any realize any of our hopes and our dreams? No. Well, we might feel safe. But inside of me, I was saying, but I got on this boat to see whales. And I'm not seeing any whales. I can't even see the ocean or the sun or the shore or anything. These people lied to us. They knew we weren't going to see any whales. And they just took us out here on this ride anyway. Now we're stuck, a victim of circumstances. Well, I've been hearing a lot on the radio these days about these people who have lied to us. You could actually begin to believe that we have never been told the truth about anything. We've been lied to about who or what God is. We've been lied to about our universe being a mechanical machine. 
We've been lied to about our origins in sin and wickedness. We've been lied to about our Constitution, our freedoms, and human rights. We've been lied to by the banking systems pretending to be our friend when all they ever wanted was for us to be so up in debt, clear up over our ears, that they could manipulate and control our every dollar. We've been lied to by a medical system that's out to make as much money as it can to find cancer sooner so eventually every person will have cancer and need to have radiation and chemotherapy. They doctor us by a chemical-based homostasis degenerative system of drugs and surgery rather than an energy-based allostasis regenerative system that considers the whole person and encourages behavioral change for permanent healing and health. A person I know works for a big healthcare company, and he just reported to me this week that that company had just spent $600 million making new cubicles for everybody in the company nationwide so people could now either sit at their desk or stand at their desk. All they would have to do is push a button and the desk goes up or down. And each person now has a personal safe at each cubicle for their private personal belongings. $600 million, and we wonder why health care costs are so high? Health care is such a disaster in this country? We've just been lied to about nearly everything. So here I am in this boat in the fog, and I've been lied to about seeing any whales. Actually, I've pretty much been lied to about everything. Is it any wonder that people are angry today? Is it any wonder that everyone is stressed to the max? Is it any wonder there are so many people taking antidepressants, have an autoimmune disease? or are on some kind of disability. You know, more than 50% of the people in the United States today now get some kind of uh, government financial assistance, and they don't work. And we wonder why we're in such national debt. Where's the money going to come from? And the banking systems will continue to hide their head on this one, even though their agenda is to have not only all of us under the load of staggering debt, but also all of the countries in the world under staggering debt. Because you know what? The banking system makes its money off the interest of that debt. They get their money and laugh all the way to the bank. So here we are in the boat, in the fog. (laughs) What is the answer? Oh, I want to share with you what I have done. First of all, I settled that thing about God and sin and wickedness. And this is the best place for anyone to start. I looked inside of my heart where the God spark beats my heart, and I asked that spark of God energy, what was the truth? And written on the walls of my heart by the hand of God were love poems 
poems declaring how much I was wanted and desired. Love poems about how unique I was, how no one else in the entire history of everything has ever been like me or ever would be like me. Love poems that said I had a special purpose for my life. Love poems that said I had gifts and talents that would give me the tools to fulfill my purpose. These love poems spoke of endless love without beginning or ending. Love that sees no evil, hears no evil, speaks no evil. And these love poems sang to me a love song of eternal commitment, love songs of sacred trust, love songs of unrestricted respect, love songs of honesty and integrity, love songs of comfort and blessings. My dearly beloved, most cherished daughter, I love you. I have always loved you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Nothing can separate you from my love. My love is unconditional and eternal forever and ever. You know, once you begin to experience this type of love, you no longer need to look outside of yourself for something or someone else to love you like this. You become united, you know, kind of married, so to speak, with this source of love. And then you begin to become aware that in this love is everything. It's called the kingdom of God. And Jesus said it was within us. So I began living in this kingdom of God now, not waiting to die to go to heaven anymore, because I knew I was worthy, desired, accepted, and perfect in my natural state. Well, next, from that position of worthiness and acceptance, I was then able to love myself. I no longer felt like I was bad, like that bad person who deserves to be punished. I didn't feel like a bad person anymore. I felt like a wonderful person. And I began to trust myself because I began to hear that still small voice of that God spark inside of me. And I began to know that this voice is always right. This voice never makes mistakes. And this voice knew what was in my highest and best good. And you know what? You have this voice inside of you. And if you would just take a moment right now, you can think of a time when you heard this voice, this voice inside of you. And as this voice began telling me that I was a wonderful person, I began to be more confident in my abilities. And loving myself caused me to then want to take better care of myself and take better care of my body. And as I began to take better care of myself and my body, I began to really feel better and more healthy. 
And now I have gotten my body into a state of nearly perfect health that requires no medications of any kind. And one way I've gotten my body in better shape is to drink water. And I want to tell you what I do with my water. Because I studied Dr. Emoto, and he did a lot of tests on water, and he found out that water can read and water can feel, that actually water has consciousness. And you can look him up. Uh, Just Google Dr. Omoto, O-M-O-T-O. So I took a piece of paper and I wrote love on it and I taped it onto my bottle of water so the water could read the word love. And then I took my 526 hertz tuning fork and I sounded that tone to the water. And this tone has been proven to correct and repair DNA in the laboratory. So the water hears this sound. And then when I drink the water, the water goes into all of my cells. You know, our cells are 70% water. So this fills each and every cell in my body with love and the sound which will correct and repair my DNA and bring every cell into a state of perfection where it can now do what it knows how to do perfectly. And so this just has corrected everything in my body. Now, I know this might sound simple, but you know what? It can work for you, too, if you believe it. And as I listen to this voice inside of me, my business has become very successful because I, this God source within me gives me such great ideas to promote my business and ideas for great services to offer and how to offer them. So I got myself completely out of debt. Everything is paid for. I don't have any payments for anything anymore so that all that pressure and worry about making it and paying my bills is gone, and it is so wonderful to just have plenty of money. And now as I sit in the boat in the fog, and I'm realizing that we just can't see the future right now because all of us in the boat now are in the process to create our future together. So I'm doing my part by telling my story to you to encourage you to begin to deal with what is in your boat. (laughs) I want you to be in as good of a position in your life that I am in mine, loving and being loved, healthy, prosperous, and happy, so that then together we, you and I, can make the future what we all want. So the future today starts with each one of us making our own life perfect, and then together we will make a perfect world. And then we can stream out of this fog into a world of peace and happiness and prosperity for all. So I'm waiting for you so we can make this place 
what we want it to be. So I'm just encouraging you to take charge. Take that first step towards loving yourself and feeling worthy, realizing your gifts and your talents and knowing your purpose for this life. Get rid of what is making you unhappy. Work with a life coach or take some self-help courses. There's just so much help available today. And I've used auditing, emotional freedom therapy, heart, math, self-realization, Dochen Buddhism. And for three and a half years, I studied the teachings of the Ascended Masters through Mark Prophet. He wrote the book, The Science of the Spoken Word, which is an extremely valuable teaching about how the words that we speak create our lives. And I went to a group who did these decrees every Friday night. And the home was up by Disneyland (laughs) here in Orange County. And we would gather at 7.30 and do decrees until 9.30. And then we would all go out in the backyard and watch the fireworks from Disneyland because it just seemed like a perfect ending every week. And as I said, I did this for three and a half years. But, you know, today we are in different times. Because on 12-21-12, we ended the age of the church, and we have now entered the kingdom age. Some call it the age of Aquarius, and the energy of God is totally available to all of us right now. And all of the lies that have been told to us are now being revealed, and we can know the truth with a capital T. We have the Internet, we have Google, we have Wikipedia. We can find out. There are no hindrances today to knowing who you really are and what you are here for and all the tools that you need and the love and support that you need to do what you've always wanted to do is now available to you. That realm of perfection where we are loved where we are happy, where we are totally healthy, and we are wealthy, it's available now, and you can start to live in this realm now. All of the hindrances have been taken away, and we're in the boat in the fog right now, so we can concentrate on what is right around us in this boat and take care of all of the immediate things that need to be taken care of so we can eventually get everything fixed. (laughs) So just pick one thing in your life you want to change. Just one thing. Just look around the boat right now. It's in this boat with you right now in the fog, and you can see it. One thing you want to change, and take a first step towards changing it. Perhaps you could just start with acknowledging that you need to make a change. Just acknowledge it. I need to change. What do you need to change? Your job? Your relationship? Your residence? Your dependence upon medication? Pay off your credit cards? Are you tired of being alone? What is it that preys on your mind the most? What do you worry about? What makes you laugh? When are you the happiness? What is it that wakes you up in the middle of the night and you go over it and over it and over it in your mind? Whatever that one thing is, 
Focus on it right now and make a decision to take one step to begin to change it. And that one step will reveal to you what the next step is. And as you take each step, you will advance. And the fog surrounding the situation will clear up because every step you take will be taking you into the light. And eventually, you will walk right out of the fog into your own personal, perfect future. Come on now, remember, I'm waiting for you to get to me, and then together, we're going to make this place rock. <laughs>